the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. And uh, we're here on the air. Last week, we had a tough time because um, on, on, in our studio in Tempe that talks to the studio in Phoenix, um, we had uh, a terrible time with the callers. And um, and it was my on our end. It wasn't on your end, obviously, because if you're on your phone and you're talking, you can hear yourself talking. It's fine. But it was on our end, and so we've been working on that most of this morning. And hopefully, we'll have a have everything all situated. <clears throat> Today, we have uh, four people on the microphones. This is four guys that have been working on cars. We'll start with Kurt. Kurt for, Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell. You've been working on cars for how long? I sprayed it's about fifty years. Fifty no years. All right. So we got fifty, and then next to him, we got Alan, my son. And you've been working on cars for? Probably 25. Okay, so that's 75 years so mm-hmm. far. And then we, who's this guy over here, Kurt? Uh, he was hitchhiking. I picked him up. Oh, okay. okay. Did he, he works for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you're married, aren't you? Yeah, Isn't uh, he your uh, father-in-law? Yeah. Okay, this is Eric. And, uh, and, and, and Kurt's your father-in-law. Yeah. And you're the, you're, you're the, you work at his shop. No, no, no. It's my shop now. Oh, it's your shop. Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, and how many years have you got? 23. Okay, so we got 75 plus 23, so we're going to call it 100. We're pushing it pretty pushing, hard. Pushing it 100, and, and you're going to have to help me with the math. I started in 73. And you got another 100. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your mic just went dead. <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. Um, so we have a lot of experience here, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I'll start off real quick, and... Um, and tell you that I completely tore this up, and uh, but we're going to talk about Action Auto Repair anyway. And Action's right up the street from you, yes, sir. Deer Valley and I-17. And I think what the most impressive thing for our group of guys and shops all over the valley is we're all really good friends. Yes. You don't find anybody bad mouth in the other. You know, and you guys are a mile or two away from Action. Probably three. 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 Yeah. Okay. And and he's a good guy. He knows right from wrong. Yeah. And he's a good snowmobiler, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a good fisherman, and and that I'm neither. And so so, but he's a good guy. Tom is is I met him in 1983 when he was selling the big box engine analyzers. Remember, everybody said just put it on the scope. Yeah. Just put it on the scope. Remember those days? Yep. Well, <clears throat> do you remember what you paid for your first scope? I, I was a cheapskate. I bought it used, so okay. I, didn't, I didn't pay as much as you, but did, it was several thousand. Did you have an Allen or a Bear? I had a Bear later, and my first one was a Sun. Okay, fair enough. Sun was version one. Yeah. I never had one of those. Yeah. But um, I, my first Bear was $33,000, <laughs> which is as much as we paid for our house. Yeah. <laughs> and and people thought, well, you just bolt it onto the machine, and the machine will tell you what's the matter with it. Nothing could be further from the truth. No. It gave you a tremendous amount of data, but you had to know whether the data was good or bad. <laughs> so you do an electrical systems check. 
and you've got a 12 volt system and when the alter your uh, idles up to 2000 rpm and your alternator should put out somewhere 13.3 to 14.8. Exactly, exactly <laughs> on a voltage side. Yeah, yeah. And 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 as you look at that, you go, okay, well, I knew that. Yeah. The computer goes, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already knew that. <laughs> yeah. But it did help those that didn't know that. Yeah. Well, if they didn't know what they were looking at, they shouldn't have been on it in the first place. You're right. But uh, my machine would get used during the evening hours after I would go on home when all the guys would put their own cars on and play with it. You know what the one thing I remember the most was is the amp inductive amp probe okay and cranking it over and it told you which cylinder was low you had to tell if it was a four six or eight cylinder yeah, yeah. you had to tell what the firing order was but you just you disable the ignition of the fuel and you crank it over and it'd say number six is performing at 22 percent and the rest yeah. of them are 81 82 83 yeah. percent yeah that was a, a fancy high high end back then compression test yeah but Today we can still do the same thing. We that's the best way to still do it. <laughs> I don't have to pull the mechanical apart. <laughs> so you're kind of lazy about pulling the plugs and screwing in a compression gauge yeah. into it. I'll ask him if he took the compression test, and he says, "I'm looking at the I'm looking at the scan tool." And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I I got to tell you, um, he's got his thumb on the PCV valve, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's checking the suck on the PCV valve as it goes through four cylinder. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> and so he goes, "Oh yeah, I got pressure." <laughs> and just back in those days, we had a lot of fun, right? Yes, we had a lot of fun. And here, you know, the young tech here, come over here and hold this wire for a minute. <laughs> and then you'd crank it over a little bit. Hey, we have a caller. Let's go to the caller. Who might that be? Say good morning to Darlene. Darlene, good morning. Oh, good morning, Mark. Um, I'm calling about a 2011 Subaru Forester that has uh, just about 45,000 miles on it. And my daughter took it in for an oil change uh, during the week. And they also replaced her front and rear differentials. But in the diagnostic, they noticed that there was uh, a visual oil leak found on both side cam carriers leaking engine oil. And their recommendation is resealing both engine cam carriers. Then they also found that the heating and AC found all four expansion valve O-rings leaking, found both AC compressor O-rings leaking, recommend replacing all six O-rings and recharge the AC system. Now, I'm wondering, uh, is this normal for a car of 45,000 miles to have an oil leak? Okay, but that's not fair because your car is 12 years old. Well, that's true, too, okay. yes. And, and, so, and they but, did say because of the low mileage, it's not getting enough driven miles to lubricate the engine. Now, hmm. the cost for the doing the um, oil repair is $3,300. Okay, okay stop, stop, stop. We're not going to be able to do numbers and dollars. <clears throat> let's talk about the issues at hand. Right. Let's, let's talk about... Um, O-rings. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are all, Darlene, from my point of view, everyone's shaking their head. Everyone's laughing. Everyone's doing this kind of stuff. What were you thinking about the O-ring issue on the cams? Well, the, that's actually, unfortunately, very common on these okay. Subarus. They're, they're flat fours, so okay. the oil always sits there. That, and, again, they are slightly correct that not running it much doesn't keep the rubbers it's pliable, pliable, soft, and, soft and stuff like and that. So they leak sooner okay. on mileage. Okay. Um, 
but the age is, I mean, if this was normally driven, this would have 130, 150,000 miles on it. Yes. So yes. by that consideration, it's fairly normal. Okay. Um, the AC O-rings, my dad has a, he was just in yesterday, 17 Camry that his AC was low. And it just it just happens. Rubber wears out and they leak. I mean, that's it's just per- just common. And and sometimes they're easy to do because you suck all the refrigerant out of it. You pull the the, the manifold off of the map, the compressor or whatever or whatever connection it is at the condenser or the evaporator, and you put O-rings back in it. You bolt it all back up and you're done. Yeah. Okay. We make it sound like it's easy, but it's very <laughs> time-consuming yeah, yes. because you got another half an hour to 45 minutes of sucking down the system after you get done working, yeah. and then you have to make sure it doesn't leak and that you didn't create a leak and that you stopped the leak, and then you fill it up to the proper amount. So, I mean, I'm making it a fast kind yeah. of thing. So the, the question is, is these leak, are they seeping, weeping, or are they leaking? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, she's the one that can tell us that because are you seeing anything on the driveway? I mean, anything Darlene, like that. Darlene, any oil on the driveway? No. There's, they say it will only show up as you're driving it that you won't see any oil on the driveway. It's, it's, that, that's, that's, that's not true. Darlene, let me explain. And it's we're not mad at you, and, and this is just BS from our industry. When oil falls away from the engine at 35 miles an hour, before that drop hits the ground, it's blowing all over the underside of the car. So yep. when you're moving the car down the road at highway speeds, we look underneath the car and we see from this oil leak to the rear bumper, we see an yeah. 8-inch line all the way to the back <laughs> of the car. It just We just follow the oil leak to where it's at. Yeah. So for their from them idea is, is you're not going to see it on the ground because when you're driving down the road, this oil just follows on the ground. That's if you're doing one mile an hour the whole time you're on the uh, driving the car. Yeah. So I don't like the I don't like the examples and 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 frankly, I agree on on your case. You're talking about miles and time. Yeah. And the miles don't bother us, but the time bothers yeah, yeah. us. But in reality. She doesn't sound like she has got enough really to worry about at this point. Yeah. I would wait until I see a, a, a drip on the ground before I would, I would fix it. If this was my customer, I'd say the same thing. The amount of miles that you drive, check the oil at every fill-up, make sure you don't run out of oil, and yeah. wait till it starts hitting the ground. And let me just f- clarify that. Make sure it's above the ad mark. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't add any oil till it hits the ad marker below. Right. So we don't really agree with what you've been told, and there's a couple of things that has been said here that, that – suggests that you may have been talking to somebody who was programmed to say this and not be able to to, to answer to it. So is that does your air conditioning blow cold or did it last time that you used you it? You know that okay for the AC I don't know because it's my daughter's car um and she's the one driving it. Uh, yeah, well some uh, someone told me about the oil leak what one should do is just keep adding oil uh and until it gets worse um and for the ac of course i'd want to fix the ac because summer is around the corner um if it you know if oh yeah i would just wait till the summer to see if it works good enough or not and then then deal with it thank you for that and i agree with you i I think first of all let's just wait because we have the technology to let's pretend uh Darlene, that you have four ounces of refrigerant in your car. <clears throat> we suck out three and a half ounces, and we weigh it, and we clean it, and we put it back in, and then we add another half an ounce to it, and we're all done. 
And so we've put you back up. The, there is no such thing as a dipstick for the Freon in your car, but we can electronically use the equipment that we have that costs yeah. lots and lots of money to identify. And, and, and I think you'll all agree that when they come in, they got 17 ounces, and it's a 30-ounce system. When we put 30, it's throwing ice cubes at them. Yeah. Because we know exactly how much to put in. So, Darlene, I wouldn't do the air conditioning until it turns the weather turns. But it, if today you're driving down the road and it's 60, 70 outside and it's blowing doggone cold air on maximum and high speed, yeah. then I see no reason to spend the money, and I don't see any reason to spend the money on the oil leak. No. I don't. Oh. Okay. And my second question is, could you recommend a, I, I looked online and I, I only saw two recommendations in the Scottsdale area. Uh, could you recommend someone else? I've usually had the, we, well, we've got three Subarus and I've usually had them serviced at the dealer. But in this case, I would also like a, another opinion. Okay. Tell me Can where you you're at in Scottsdale. Can you recommend a shop in Scottsdale? Tell me where you're at. Uh, sh- uh, she's on around McDowell and Scottsdale Road. No problem. And there is a shop down on McDowell, but I don't know if they deal with engines. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, that's Bell Automotive, and it's on yeah. 87th Street in McDowell. Yeah. And, um, and him and his wife um, run the operation because uh, Craig's dad and mother used to run the operation. And, th- and truly, on a, on a 1 to 10 scale, Craig is a number 10 technician. So Super. there isn't anything Super. on any of your cars. And, and, and I'll tell you, my shop will pass on sophisticated engine or transmission overhauls. We'll buy another unit and stick it in, but we're not going to rebuild yours. So, and Craig is probably that same way, but um, he would be the first person. And Vicki is his wife, and both of them are there every day. Okay. Okay. I prefer to deal with a smaller shop because I think these larger dealerships, they also work on commission. Uh, so you never know if you're you're paying extra because they are on commission. Okay, let me clean that up too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, l- let me explain. Uh, uh, I'm going to politely disagree with you. Everybody works on commission. Everybody oh, no. works on well, commission. Well, I know you all have to make a profit because you've okay. got to live too. Inflation has gone up. You've got to make money as okay. well. But, but commission um, isn't bad. Commission isn't bad. A master technician may make 18% of the labor. A master technician, a guy on an hourly wage that doesn't have the skills that the master technician does is going to be $12 an hour. So we convert what the labor is most of the time into this technician's salary or his hourly rate. And the more experienced and, and the, the, the more qualified he is, he makes more money. But I doubt if many technicians out there are making more than 18 or 20 bucks an hour, and we're charging. I think our labor rate, Alan, is 175 today. Mm-hmm. We're at 175 so you can see what they take from the repair work on one hour's worth of work is nothing compared to the big bill. So I don't I don't think I would worry about that because we all are going to pay the technician an hourly wage, which mm-hmm. is a derivative of the hourly labor right. rate, yep. or we're going to pay him a percentage of the labor rate that he just performed. Those are the only two options available to us. And, Kurt, how do you pay? We do a modified. We do a base plus commission, yes. Base plus commission. Yeah. Okay, and we just pay a commission. Yeah. There, and, and, and the difference is, is most people would think, uh, by the way, Darlene, our shop's 20 bays, and we, we're, people look at us as, we're not a dealership. We are a large independent shop in Tempe, and we're not affiliated with any cars. But I don't want you to leave with that idea that this commission issue is, is a big deal. It's really not. And the dealership technicians are paid the same as we yeah. pay ours. Yes. Yeah. I think... I think a very important key to that, too, is is 
is most of the technicians, good technicians, don't get paid off of parts. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. They Thank you for that. They get paid off of labor. Labor only. If, if, if you're getting paid off of parts, I can see where there's, you know, it can be an issue with, you right. know, Thank stuff, you for that. stuff. Thank you. That's my son, Alan, and he's right. We only pay we only pay everybody off of the labor. The parts goes to, to Mark and so Renee. So they have no, they have no uh, motivation. In, in motivation incentive to sell unneeded parts. But if they were being paid a commission on parts, then that, Absolutely. Would, yeah. that might create that. Sure. Okay, yeah. darling, we got to go... And and the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five of them, and we'll be back right after this. This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SPEED for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SPEED for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Speed. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. Let's push a bunch of buttons here and uh, get everything on the road. Kurt from Kurt's Automotive is sitting here with him, his right hand and his left hand. And I think it's his son-in-law. Is it really? Okay, I, I probably should push all these buttons here. Yeah, push all the buttons. So, so he's your son-in-law? Yeah, he's a better technician than my daughter was. Though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so it, 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 now th- that there's got to be a good story. When he came to you to ask, did this low-life son of a gun come to you and ask for your daughter's hand? I don't remember. Oh! <laughs> he's old. I did. <laughs> there was at least something my dad taught me. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I had I had to take advantage of that. I'm sorry. I just had to take advantage of that. Anyway, Kurt's Automotive is here. Kurt, and um, what the heck's your name again? Yeah, Rastus? yeah. Nothing. Rastus. Okay, nothing. And uh, and then my son Alan is here. My name is Mark, and the phones are, line, are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. 
Altrans is located at 40th Street in Washington. He's been around, Phil has been around a very long time. And if you drive up and down Washington and Jefferson, <clears throat> you'll see the old transmission up on the sign. They don't, they know what they're doing. And, and here's what's really good about Automatic Transmission Exchange, ATE we call them is he's been around since the very first transmissions that were two and three speed power glides and torque flights and all that kind of stuff all the way to the new electronics. The only difference between the old ones and the new ones is is how we shift them. With the old ones, we shifted with vacuum, we shifted with throttle pedal, we shifted with speed, but today we shift with a computer. So the computer knows the optimum time to change from first to second gear. That's the only difference. It's just fundamentally on how you shift them. So if you need anything, automatic transmission exchange is a good place to go. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five lines. They're all wide open. And if you have a car question, you certainly can. We talked a little bit in, during the break about a variety of things. <laughs> and some of them we're going to leave alone. Yeah. All right. But we talked about the oil leaks and the air conditioning leaks. Yeah. And I think to put it in a synopsis, it take all of us here at this table and all the friends that we have in this industry, we're capable of looking at the small amount of oil residue around O-rings and saying to ourselves, this ain't worth anything except get maybe a 14-millimeter wrench and maybe turn, push on that nut a little or that bolt a little tighter. Yeah. It's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. And then as far as an oil leak is concerned, um, I'm going to ask you to help uh, Alan and I out. Okay. Uh, Alan's been working on my 2001 excursion. And they put a timing cover on the 7.3, which means you've got to pull the motor out to do it. Yep. Yeah. Okay? Now, we have an oil leak <laughs> on the timing cover, and it's a brand new timing no. cover. Coolant. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Coolant leak on the cover. Okay. Now, we have to take the engine out again and replace it because the coolant leak, you can actually see it's a, po- a hole in the cover. Brand so you got new a bad casting. OEM. A bad, bad casting. casting. Now, I... I I want to know, I'm not going to tell you who said this, but I want to know what you think about this. What about they just drill a hole where the casting defect is, they thread the hole, and then they just put some kind of a brass plug or some kind of a plug with a copper washer in there and just seal it up and don't have to pull the motor out? You know, I have a few technicians that would try that. Okay. Um. I might even try it on my own personal oh, thing. I'm I ain't <laughs> try it. No, that's not an option. I mean, access is going to be the hardest part, to, to be totally honest with you, a- access. But I know I am trying that before I got it. I, I ain't yanking hours. a 20-hour engine or 20, what is that, 30-hour engine? Yeah, it's 25, 28, something Yeah, like that. no, it, I'd, I'd take four or five hours getting access before I'd be yanking an engine again. Yeah. As long as the casting isn't defective around the whole area it should work fine and i thought about that i thought about if you go in there with idea of a quarter inch but when you drill it and thread it you don't have a bunch of meat there Uh then you can go bigger you could go to a half an inch flat plug yeah there's a lot of different possibilities you can go to start with a like a a a pipe thread first i'd go small enough and drill in just a pipe threader and then see if you could do one of those flat you know. uh, self threads and uh, they cut threads as they go in and they're beveled. Yeah. So they so they go as they go the, the tighter you go the tighter they get. Yeah. They're um what's that tapered I guess yeah. is yeah. the name. The pipe thread. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know we're, we're going to try something. Um I, I don't think JB Weld on the outside of no. this cover is going to. Well, you're going to be 15 pounds of pressure pushing against it, so you're yeah. going to have to if if you could 
put a, a plug on the inside with the pressure against it, it may work. An but egg yeah. and salt and pepper. What's that? An egg and salt and pepper. <laughs> Have you lost your mind? <laughs> you remember that, don't you, Mark? No. Pepper is jagged, yeah. and I've known people that dump a bunch of pepper in it on a little leak, and it catches itself, and pretty soon the leak stopped. And now the egg, egg, yeah, not egg, egg helps solidify it. <laughs> hold, hold on. We have to make sure that they understand we're teasing. <laughs> we, we pulled down stuff that smelled like breakfast table. <laughs> the key, the, the, for them to know this, somebody had a coolant leak. They tried <laughs> eggs and pepper. It didn't work, and you found the eggs and pepper when you went in to fix it right. Yeah. Okay. But okay. they swore by it. Okay. I just, <laughs> just, just got to make sure that... that because I can see it now. Local radio talk show host explains that a little bit of salt and pepper and some eggs in your cooling system will fix your coolant leak. It might, it might plug it clear out, but it'll quit leaking. No, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Alan, I think, I think the thing to do is access. I guess that's a real thing is we're going to need to find out if we can get to it. Access is going to Where is it issue. at, Alan? It's on, it's on the side of the timing cover. Oh, it's, my. It's an eighth of an inch from the block. I have meat there. I don't know that I have room for tooling in there. Do you have the old one that you took off? No, but I'm buying a new one tomorrow to look at it. To, yeah. To yeah. Make sure so we can measure it. Yeah. We're going to see the thickness and stuff. Yeah. But I'm, How much I'm, meat's there? Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, the, I'm worried about the in, you know, the engine block and then the, the, the timing cover that goes on. It's it's right on this. It's right on the side here. And it's clearly a casting mark. I mean, it's clearly a yeah. casting hole. But uh, we can also ask them if they want to financially participate in the R&R of this defective cover. No, I sure. Yeah. Would, would, so. would aluminum welding work if you drained the cooling system? Well, th I had them. Uh, that's plan B. The problem, again, is access. Uh, I don't know. How I, we don't aluminum weld. I've got a really good buddy that does that, but I just don't know about access getting yeah. up in there. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be plan b or yeah yeah now he's he's portable our aluminum buddy is portable yeah yeah, yeah. so he yeah. he could come here yeah. and then two if it's anywhere close to a gasket and it's a silicone gasket or a paper gasket welding it might gonna, ca cause that problem as yeah. well we're just gonna i mean worse comes to worse you know it's coming out already. yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got to come out one way or the other so uh but we're gonna we're i'm gonna thinking give dip it in permatex and see what happens the whole car <laughs> <laughs> it is a ford <laughs> It is a Ford, so maybe, maybe the whole thing in Permatex. Okay, and keep yourself your bacon and eggs to repair. Hey, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. If you're like most people retiring today, you can't just live on Social Security alone. And most don't have a pension. So how do you achieve a certain level of retirement income? Tune in Sundays at 8 a.m. for the Bright Wealth Management Show with Matt Degas. Learn how to protect your principal, lock in your gains, avoid probates, and generate income that you can't outlive. Create your own personal pension. Take the right financial steps towards a lasting retirement. That's the Bright Wealth Management Show with Matt Degas, Sundays at 8 a.m. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure, so I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. 
After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty, something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org and in three minutes you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile. The metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream. Back here, buddy. Uh, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. So Kurt is here from Kurt's Automotive. Um, this, this this vagabond who happened to walk by your shop one day and he, and married your daughter, and you said yes, I think that's the big problem. Well, like I told you, he was a good employee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then my son, Alan, is here as well. And what the heck's your name again? Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, his, kid. Eric. <laughs> I know, Eric. <laughs> and uh, and so that's that's who you've got here, and, and I, I think you're a master. Yeah. And you're a master? Yes, sir. And so am I a master. And and he's got the diesel, all the diesel stuff down. So between him and the four, the three of us, we should be able to help with people with questions. Let's go to Harry. Harry's on the phone. And, Harry, how can we help you today? Yeah, I just uh, heard that uh, you switched over to the dark side with the uh, fixer repair daily, so I had to call in. <laughs> Harry, um, don't squeal on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking about my new excursion. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, when I heard about that from a, a 
unnamed source that I kind of <laughs> thought I'd better call. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I kind of like know what, what, what are your plans with that? What are just what are you going to build it to? Or okay. The, okay. I can answer that. I can answer that just fine. I can answer that just fine. First of all, Alan bought this excursion from a customer of ours, and yours is a 2003. Three. And he fixed it up to, and and he built this romping, stomping, awesome excursion. And and as you well know, the seven three is the big monster motor. It's the Chevrolet four twenty seven and stuff like that. Yeah. So he had the, the interior done. He he did tires and wheels. He did. Uh, 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 did you put steps on it? No. Okay. Yeah. And 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 so he did that. I liked it, and he wouldn't sell it to me. So I found one of my own, and I bought it, and I handed him. The, the repair order from his, and I said, make mine like yours. And they're, ironically enough, they're both gold, what is it, gold and red? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both the same color. There's a year difference between the two of them. So he's working on mine, and I didn't have to really write any paperwork. I just handed him his receipt of his, and I said, make mine like yours. No, that's what happened to it. What? He didn't want you to have to be able to outdo him, so he put a crack in the timing cover. So, well, sooner or later, we're going to be out there. <laughs> we're running and stomping, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> sooner or later. <laughs> but that 7.3, I mean, and then you've got the excursion, which is the Suburban with rear air and all that other yeah. kind of You're stuff. You're right. And so it's just, it's, and, and, and it's no secret that people that are Ford connoisseurs, that 7.3 is the, is the, is the uh, 327 kind of Chevrolet motor. Everybody wanted one. Yeah. And so, anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Harry, um, if you got anything else to say before we say goodbye to you, because if you're going to hurt my feelings, do it now. Yeah, my next question is: When you got a Dodge, did, was your Dodge brought up to your son's specs too? Um, <laughs> you know, I think his truck will out might run mine, <laughs> but he's three quarter and I'm one ton. Oh, so you're going to use that weight thing? I am. I am going to use the weight thing. I am going to use the weight thing. But, but, but now I'll tell you what's really the the, the truck that he's got that's just absolutely the fastest is a, is an old seven three three quarter ton, isn't it? No, oh, it's a six liter. It's yeah, a six oh yeah. two wheel drive six liter. There ain't no weight there. Uh, and, and I don't know what he's done to it because I can't find the work order. But I know <laughs> the, the thing's a monster. <laughs> it's really really kind of fast. Sure, so, I go the same. Say that again. I think on your your excursion as compared to his, that could be the same thing too. Well, it's and it's, it's likely. He's a big boy. You're 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 a little bit shorter, so you may need some steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I boy. think he's after your feelings, yeah. Mark. Goodbye, Harry. <laughs> um, uh, oh. just uh, uh, um, Gil. Gil, say goodbye to Harry. <laughs> Bye, Harry. <laughs> That's a nice way to say you've overstayed your welcome. <laughs> if he, he's going to sit there and just tease us, yeah, yeah. he's he's going to just sit there and tease us. Well, yeah. he's a great guy. Oh no, he is. He is. He, yeah. he he's he's a lot of fun to be around mm, and yeah. talk to and stuff yeah. like that. And I guess he 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 comes in quite a bit. What what he's got? Dodges or Fords? No, he's well, he, got a. a he went and Ford. bought a Ford. Now he did. Yeah, he's got a Ford EcoBoost. But he had a Chevy Duramax for years. Okay, okay. And okay. then he switched over to the Fords. The Ford EcoBoost. Yeah. Now yeah. that's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, he ain't pulling trailers or no more or nothing. Right. He's just, so he just needs to get around. Those with are good it. motors. 
Those are uh, real good motors. You can the make some real power on those things. Yeah. It's a twin turbo. I, I understand, but the key words you just said there, you can build or add more power to those. I mean, they're out of the factory now. What, 435? Yeah. Something like really that. Good. I mean, the only problem is they just can't seem to put the manifolds together good enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they have their own set of issues, yeah. uh, mostly you know timing stuff. But, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're I mean, it's still twin turbo V6, but you know, you're missing two cylinders. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's still not a bad, not a bad rig. Uh, <laughs> now, what does mom have in her new Jeep? Three liter diesel. Diesel. Okay, yeah, that's okay. a V6. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a V6. Yeah. Um, she, uh, Renee, wanted a, a four wheel drive for up in Payson, and she, and every time we go up and down the mountain when it's snowing really bad, we have to take my one ton. And she says, I want my own. And so she goes out and I bought one of those new Rubicons. Yeah. And with the diesel motor. And that was the biggest thing for her was is getting the consensus in the family with respect to which motor should I get, the gas or the diesel. There's no consensus. Mm. <laughs> as far as you were concerned. There was no <laughs> consensus. There was one choice. So anyway, that's what's been going on. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or a car problem. There's four of us here, and we've got a wide variety of experience with Chevy and Ford and Dodge and Honda and Toyota, motorhomes, diesels, Subarus. Subarus. Um, <clears throat> we can answer any of those kinds of questions, and we're really good at settling arguments. As yeah, as whether it, stays, it stays inside or not, it just it depends. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or whether we fix it or not. You know, just tell us what you got. 602-508-0960. I believe in leading from the front. I'm Mike Cordova, the founder of the Gold Financial Group. My guys and I share the same passion and dedication, which is to help you better understand investing in gold and silver. Please call us. There's no hard sell, no pressure, just good information so you can make an educated choice. We'd love to send you a free gold investor's guide. 800-214-9023. I love working with listeners. It is so rewarding building these relationships year after year, helping you protect against inflation and watching you build real tangible wealth. We can show you ways to make that money work harder and safer. Be good stewards of your investments. The Gold Financial Group is a small boutique family business. I am even blessed to have my wife, Elisa, here with me every day. We want to help you. Call 800-214-9023. 800-214-9023. You'll be glad you did. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. 
once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Okay, everybody, 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to go straight to the phones because 34 minutes after the hour of... Uh, uh, whatever the heck I said, um, 10 o'clock, 1043. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to start rocking and rolling because we got callers. And we're going to start with Harry, or Michael. Michael, you're first. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. I wanted to share with the listeners that the Batmobile is in Mesa at Streets, Streetside Classics now. Oh, okay. Who, tell me about the Batmobile. Well, I went in there yesterday to look at the cars. They've got about 100 cars in there. It's just a feast for the eyes. And... Uh, Oh boy! Right in the right in the showroom, there was the Batmobile with the bat phone and everything, and I was thrilled. <laughs> well, gosh darn! It's been a while since I I've seen that car anywhere. Yeah, and 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 I have no idea what transmission or what what drivetrain it's got in it or anything like that at all. But, they got uh, a four sixty in that one, but the original one had a four twenty eight. Okay, so it's a Ford chassis and Ford drivetrain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I, I. I didn't even know that. Well, why don't you check to see if we can rent that for the day, and, uh, and then we'll get together and we'll all drive around town and, and see if the police can catch us. <laughs> They're closed Sunday and Monday. Okay. All right. And where was that at? Four. It's a six one four East Auto Center Drive, just east of Larry Miller Ford. Okay. Well, just give me the name of it though. It's called Streetside Classics. Streetside Classics. Okay. All right. Six, Thank you very six, much. Six six one four East Auto Center Drive. Okay. I got it, Michael. Thank you very much. Keith, you're up next. How can we help you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm trying to replace a, a car for my daughter. Um, okay. So the two we've kind of narrowed it down to, I was hoping I could just get an opinion. It's either a 2008 Toyota Solera with just under 100,000 miles or a 2014 Volvo C, uh, XC60. Similar miles, about 100000 I know there's a little price difference in the two of them, but as far as longevity, cost of repairs, that kind of thing, could I get an opinion? I'd stick with the Toyota. Yeah, the Toyota's going to be way cheaper to, to uh, repair. I, I, I'm of the opinion the same way. Yeah. Given You could have just said Toyota and Volvo, and I would have, I would have found <laughs> on, I mean, I, I mean there's, not, it, there's, no, there's no pattern failures that came to my mind no. on the Toyota. Uh, all I know is, is that the Volvo is just going to cost more money to fix. Yeah, their parts are higher and that's har- all harder to come by. Yeah, and oh, and so I, I think of it, and at a hundred thousand miles, does it bother you guys at a hundred thousand? No. Well, let me ask you a question: How many miles has the truck you're driving got on it? Uh, my truck's only got sixty on it. Eric's has got right at two hundred on it, okay. and I got another one at the shop with five hundred and thirty. And we've got the same thing. Yeah. Just about everybody's car in my family has a hundred k or more. Mine's at one forty-six. Okay. Yeah. So here's okay. the, here's the, here's the thing because this comes up a lot. Every time we do a motor, it's because the idiot behind the wheel overheated it or ran it low on oil or abused it. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Right. Okay. right. And so we rarely have anything that came in comes in that just fell apart or the head gasket came apart or whatever. But every time we see a, a motor die, give me 
why do motors die and come to your shop? What are the t common denominator? Overheating uh, is the most. The a bingo. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. And okay. running them low on oil. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or not doing enough oil changes. Yeah. Or the maintenance. Yeah. The maintenance. Right. Those are the three right. things. Um, if you can, if you can stay on top of that, then then you're in good shape. So. Um, okay. Can, one follow up, if I may. Oh. Um, you kind of let me down from my train of thought saying you bought a Jeep. I have a brother who's a claims adjuster, and he's told me for 20 years, don't buy Jeeps. They fall apart at 100,000 miles. Oh, the Give last Jeep I just sold had 226, and I four-wheeled it all over the United States. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've sold tons of Jeeps with 200,000 miles on them, and I just wow. bought one that has 150 on it. But I think the point here is, is first of all, I agree with you two guys. Yes. Okay, they're Jeeps. Let's go back to 69, 70, 71, 72. They were trouble. They were trouble. I had one. <laughs> <laughs> they were big pieces of dog turds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were bad. <laughs> Okay. They overheated. The air conditioning didn't work. You couldn't keep the front tires on them. The frame, you, just, the frame would move back and forth on yeah. you. The rivets, you had to spot weld all that stuff. So we got, we still got people that go back when Fred Flintstone was around and say, <laughs> that car is a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, it's not today. And and, okay. and and so no, we we disagree with the idea that because it's a Jeep, it's a piece of crap. We we disagree with that. Yep. Awesome, gentlemen. As always, thank you so much. Appreciate okay. your opinion. Thank you very much, Richard. You're up next. Hey, gentlemen. Uh, a year ago, I bought a 2007 Toyota Corolla SE with 66,000 miles on it. I put four new tires on it because it actually had the ori the original tires. Okay. And the owner had the oil changed every 3,000 miles. What should I be looking for in the future as far as maintenance goes? So it's got 66 on it now? Yes. Okay. I think the owner's manual will give you all you need. I think. Did he say an 07? It, it, it was a 07 Corolla. So uh, Correct. I timing belt, because of the age of the car? Yeah, I was trying to remember if that was a chain or a belt on that one. Okay, yeah, you have to look. I don't remember it off the top of my head. If it's a chain, and go to <laughs> go to Rock Auto, put your VIN number in, and look at timing and see if it's a belt or a chain. You can do that yourself, Richard. If it's a belt, okay. if it's a belt yes. It's due because of age, age more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of time in right. service. Right. Um, if it's a chain, then no. No. It's not. Um, and your owner's manual will give you the best thing, but I think you're going to do all your fluids in the first 100,000 miles. Yeah, and yeah. Then with his age on that, he's probably looking at hoses and stuff before the summertime gets here. And I, and I, I that's, you took the words right out of my mouth. You, you, you've got so many moving parts here, but we're not going to talk about brakes because that's something that's completely different, not related to timer miles or stuff like that. But I don't think that I'd want to be, I'd want any of my kids going with your kids if they happen to go to Tucson for the day and this thing, if it had, if it had factory uh, belts and hoses on it yeah. I, and then i okay. think also you take the upper and the lower hose and now fan belts and stick them in the corner of the trunk so if you get stuck in sholo arizona on a sunday morning you can find somebody to put on the old belt or the old hose okay oh and by the way i did put an alternator in too okay yeah all right yeah that we, failed we, me. we don't see any pattern failures that i can tell you this much um Toyotas are no different than the rest of them. You don't want to get this thing into the red zone and think another 20 miles is going to, it's going to make it. Okay, no. So when the needle gets into the red zone or when it gets close to the red zone, it's time to raise the white flag and call a tow truck because these get towed <laughs> into our shops all the time. All the time. All the time, and they're just crispy. Because, oh, mm -hmm. I only had another seven miles to go, or I was only ten minutes away from home. 
and 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 it's always going to be bad news. So the aluminum motor, aluminum heads, they don't like overheats. Try to avoid that. Okay. Okay. Great. Right. Thank you, Bruce Richard. Thank you, Brian. You're up next. How can I help you? Hi guys. Thank you so much for being there. Um, I have a 2009 Scion XB, and I don't have any any dash lights that are indicating anything. Um, regarding my front end, I don't have any um, pulling or um, irregular tire wear, but as I drive down the road, I know I have electronic steering, and it feels like every few miles there's a big gust of wind. It, just for a millisecond, it pulls me to a different lane. It, now it feels like it could be a servo losing position or a sensor or something. Is that something I can go in and have diagnosed with a tech stream or something or somebody because I don't hear any clunking when I go over bumps or anything. There's no large noise underneath the undercarriage. Okay, but all of no that regular tire wear. All of that has to be verified by the guy that's going to be responsible for working on it and finding out what's wrong with it. So you okay. you can certainly write that up and hand it to him and say, this is what I have found. But to be perfectly honest with you, none of us are going to pay attention to your list because we're going to go do it ourselves. Okay. We may use your list as an outline hmm. to check each, each, each individual thing. But... Um, Electric. I've not I don't heard, think that's electric steer. I don't either. I. How many miles are on it? Two seventy. Two hundred seventy. Okay. Yeah. Is the rack? Um, it's a Scion. Oh uh, nine. Yeah, Scion, Scion XB. Um, What's our Scion, Eric? Uh, what year? I think it's oh seven or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking it? we got one that we use Is in the a, shop, and I, I don't. I know it ain't electric steer, so okay. I don't know. Okay. An XB like that. Okay, well, the only other thing you could do is is if you can figure out a way to make it happen, then you put the wife in behind the car, and on a Sunday morning you get side-by-side side down, you know, Camelback Road when nobody else is out there, and you just watch it, and you're on the phone, and she says, okay, it just happened, and you're watching the front tires. Or you hang out the passenger window, or somebody else hangs out the passenger window. But to be honest with you, let me ask you all, all this. Is this something we could probably go duplicate if he instructed us on it, how to yeah, do that? Yeah, he would have to figure out how it does it. And this, and this is the, the, the hardest part about intermittence is... Get Having it. the customer tell us how to make it do it. Exactly, how to make it do it. Yeah. And so that if you can do that, and if you can practice making it do it, then you can make an appointment with the shop and say, do you have a good front-end guy, somebody to go with us? Because I'm thinking when we start moving the front-end, jerking left or right, it seems like that there's some kind of a bushing or something that's holding, this, the, maybe not holding the rack solid. On the top of my head, lower control arms are very problematical on these things, okay. and they shift that lower tire, and it'll... It'll move, so all they have to do is just hit a little rut in the road, and then it shift that. Okay. Now, if it's a, if it's lower control arms, is that something that you'll be able to see if you just gently apply the brakes mm -hmm. and people? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And okay. people don't realize it. Okay, Brian, you're going to get in the car, and you're going to practice taking your foot off the brake. Yep. And, and you're going to coast forward, and then abruptly hit the brake. Yep. And and then you're going to teach your wife or anybody you want. <clears throat> Um, how to do that. And then you're going to stand outside the car and you're going to watch the left front mm -hmm. as you're rolling and then abrupt brake. And then you're going to watch the right front. Neither one of those tires should move forward or backward. Right. Okay. That's how okay, to check, check it out. out. And then and next time the plate passes you in the uh, church of God, then put an extra $10 in it for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> do that every time. Okay. Um, so, and is, yeah, I've looked on your list of shops. There's one at 19, 99th and Grand that I can go to that's on, on your approved shops or, you know. Yeah, Auto Dynamics. 
Autodynamic, Autodynamic. Yeah. So, but you can do that yourself, and then I'll see, do that, here's the, and then I can have more information to take in there. Right, right. and not only that is, if you come into your shop and you say, "Hey, I want to show your your front end guy this," yeah. and have him, and I can duplicate it, you've saved yourself how much money? Seventy five, one hundred bucks. I think I think yeah. that's conservative. Fifty yeah. to a hundred dollars. You've yeah. saved yourself fifty to a hundred dollars if you can show them what you did. Okay. And so that's that's what I would do if I were you. Okay? Excellent. Thank you guys so much, and have okay. a great, wonderful day. Thank you. Same you to you. You know, working on cars is fun. Yeah, until until my bang my head against the wall, and it hurts. Yeah. Well, that, until that, you have a casting that's bad. <laughs> 28-hour motor. Yeah, no, it's fun before that. <laughs> it sounds like Alan's a little bitter, don't it? You, you know what? I'm a lot more bitter this morning since we found out it was a casting. I mean, I can I can deal with the mistake. You yeah, know, cause, at least cause John you're... doesn't make many mistakes. I can deal with that, and I understand it's a mistake on the, the casting. It, yeah. It's no one's fault, but uh, it, it, why did know. it happen to me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Why couldn't it have been an easy one? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Right in front, you know. Give me one in the front or something. Let me draw the picture that we need to draw, folks. In in the front of your engine, whether it's a four cylinder, or a six cylinder, or a V eight, or whatever, at the front of the engine is your timing cover, and the timing cover covers these gears that run between the crankshaft, which is the lower part of your engine, to the camshaft, to the upper part of the engine. So we have these gears. In this particular application, this big giant diesel motor that probably weighs close to a 747, <laughs> and it's every bit as big as any big engine out of an earth-moving equipment. Yeah, it's the it's motor on this one. is just giant. This this motor, th- the entire front of the motor is about three and a half. Mm, it's probably three feet wide. Three yeah. feet wide. Mm-hmm. This is part of the mount. This is how the motor sits, right? And the frame within the frame. Yeah, it w- yeah, it just covers. It's aluminum that goes on the. So this whole front of this engine that's three foot wide and I'd, I'd say probably 18 inches to 20 inches mm-hmm. tall, this whole piece bolts to the front of the motor. In order to re- replace this piece, you have to remove the engine. So everything in the engine compartment is moved out of the way, and then you go in and pick up the engine, and you pull the engine up and pull it forward. And that's not typically normal. This one just has to because the oil pump has a thing. So you have to drop the pan to get it off. But okay. in order to drop the pan, you got to pull the motor. Okay. So that's – timing covers typically can be pulled off in the car. In this particular one, it's not. And 99% of the cars we work on, we can take the front, the water pump off. We can take the front of, front of the motor off. We can take the timing cover off, and we can replace the timing chain or timing belts. We can do all of that stuff without pulling the motor. Right. But this motor weighs as much as that's those cars. <laughs> <laughs> and, Alan, I, I just say, Alan, this, this clearly is just God getting even with something you did wrong. <laughs> Which thing is the problem? <laughs> and how many more do I have? Because <laughs> he, he and, and, and everybody should know that this is my this is my my car. This is my mm-hmm. my excursion, and so they're fixing it up. And I gave John, the, our, our, the great technician, I gave him Alan's receipt on his, and I says make mine like his. And he goes, I don't have to paint them. They're exactly the same. They're the same, they're the same one. But the fun of it is, is these things are monsters, as you well know. But this is just an up and down. This is something that uh, just happens. And yeah. it happens to you guys as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you've had a motorhome at one time or another that you had to take something apart twice. Yeah, we yeah got those a, are about the worst. We got a Cummins in there right now that we've got a Jasper engine in. And 
it's acting up. Oh boy. Okay. Well, I, the good thing is Jasper's uh, typically a very helpful person. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.